0: Um, this past weekend, uh, we went to see Downton Abbey, or I guess two days ago. And uh, how many of you have seen this already, so that I can be sure I'm going to spoil it for, uh, for everybody else? Um, I was forced, I mean, I got to go. And uh, it was a great experience. Um, the only good part about it was the trailer for Top Gun. <laughs> And that's coming out this week, so that's a throwback, and I thought, this is great. Uh, But in this particular movie, I think there have been two Downton Abbey movies, separate from the TV show on PBS, but uh, this one is about uh, a marquee who has left his, or a villa uh, in France to uh, Viola Lady, what's her name, Jenny? (laughs) Uh, whoever she is. Anyway, <laughs> left, uh, left her this villa. And so the whole movie is about trying to figure out, first of all, where is the villa? And why did this uh, marquee leave that for her? Turns out there was a kind of a relationship back there in the past. Uh, and then what are they going to, to do with it as they uh, continue on? And so the movie really pulls all that apart. And they begin looking at what is it that has been left behind... And what do we do with it? Well, in a strange kind of way this morning, as I or this uh, couple of days ago, was thinking about how this really kind of ties in with our gospel text this morning. Here on the sixth Sunday of Easter, we are moving uh, towards Pentecost. And so the, the Pentecost Sunday is the first Sunday of June. By the way, we're going to have a jazz uh, Pentecost service here on that particular day. But there you go. But before we get to that, we have the Ascension uh, that's coming up this Thursday. Uh, And then we have one more Sunday of Easter left before we uh, get to Pentecost. And so in this time, in these last couple of Sundays, we've been hearing words from Jesus about preparation for his departure. And he is telling them here in this gospel, telling the, the disciples about what he is leaving behind for them. Now, I am not one of those preachers that loves to do alliterations, like the three C's of this or the three D's of this. But today I have one, three P's. Uh, And I think Jesus, I don't know if he alliterated or not, but I think he probably gathered his disciples together and said, look, Oy ve. I mean, I've been working with you all for a long time and sometimes I think you're getting it. Sometimes I'm not so sure, but I'm going to break it down for you and say here. Here are three things for you to remember as I'm getting ready to leave. These are things that you're going to have for you. You're going to have access to these three things. So I want us to look at those real briefly here this morning as we look at our gospel text. First, Jesus said, I'm leaving behind my presence. And if you look back at the gospel text, Jesus gathered the disciples there and he talked about how he and the father. And you have to look earlier in this chapter and then also look uh, past our reading today to get a fuller sense of this. But he's wanting them to understand, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm not abandoning you as orphans even though my body is departing from this place, you can know that my presence is going to be here. And he talks about God the Father. Of course, he's talking about him as son. And then he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And he says, we are going to come and make our home with you. We're going to set up house with you. So you don't ever have to worry about us not being present with you. We're going to be there. And then he talks a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. And as we heard in our text this morning, uh, just about the advocate or this one who is going to be their helper coming to be with them. And so it's very important for them to understand that this presence, the presence that Jesus had uh, maintained with them all through these years as they have followed him would continue on. It would look a little bit different but it would be there for them nonetheless. Uh, It Reminded me of a a quote from uh, Bishop Owensby uh, from his book about resurrection. And uh, he had put this on his blog this past week uh, as he was talking about the presence of God. I want to read these words to you. His presence, his love for us and our love for him changes the governing algorithm of our ordinary existence. Gradually, Jesus's influence on us changes the very essence of our lives. We begin walking this planet in a different way, a God-soaked, love-propelled way. Christ's love imparts to us a life that the grave cannot contain, bit by partial bit. I love the language that's there, this algorithm. This way that God continues to come into our ordinary existence with God's very presence. I don't know about you, but I often depend on that presence to get through the day. To recognize that God is with me. Because sometimes I feel like God is not with me. Or that I am far from God. Or I am talking with people around here in the building or in the community who really feel distant from God. And I'm sure the disciples felt that way, especially during this time. They're so confused. They're full of grief. They're full of excitement. They're wondering if they're seeing things. They're just trying to figure it all out. And Jesus says, here is the presence of God. The presence of God will continue with you. This is what Jesus has left behind for us. And it's a, it's a home that God comes to establish with us. Do you this morning feel like you are a home? For God's divine presence? Well, certainly God is with you. And as you go into this next week, wherever it is that you go or whatever happens to you, whatever happens in our crazy world, we can know that God's presence is with us. As we get ready uh, for the Eucharist this morning, we recognize that God's presence is with us. As we take bread, as we take the cup, we recognize the very presence of of God with us. Well, also, the second P, if you're keeping up with the P's this morning, would be the pronouncements or the words of Jesus. Jesus talks a lot about his words. And we know, especially in John's gospel, uh, there is a lot there. And we, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, about abiding in Christ. And Jesus said, uh, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will bear much fruit. And not only there, but in our text here this morning, there is much about the words of Jesus. And they had heard the words of Jesus. They not only saw Jesus in action, but they heard what he had to say, his parables, his teachings, or the words that he shared with people who were in need of healing or forgiveness or love. Jesus was always using his words in a way that would benefit the people who were hearing them. And today we can understand that for ourselves as well. We need to hear the words of Jesus. I saw something uh, the other day about, this was on Weird History. Anybody ever go on Weird History? Uh, There is some weird stuff that's on there. But this particular um, post was about, you can go back and listen to the voices of people in history. And of course they can only go back so far, right? Uh, There were some uh, different things on there about Civil War veterans, and you could hear their voices. You could hear Thomas Edison's voice. Uh, This one was about Harry Houdini, and you could hear his voice. Uh, Just some interesting things. But to think about, you know, way back when, when they just didn't have all these devices, it's pretty amazing to hear those old voices. Some of them are helpful. Some of them we just kind of wonder, what was that all about? But it is uh, true for us that we can hear the voice, the words of Jesus. You could hear them today. In fact, you did. You're, you're hearing them today in this service. But you can hear them as you go into this next week. How many of us really spend time each day listening to the words of Jesus. Uh, I've mentioned before, there's a great app, the uh, Forward Day-by-Day app. You can get that and it'll give you the daily office or a devotional. Uh, Some of you have your own, your guidepost books or whatever it is that you have. Or maybe some of you listen to a podcast or you hear something on the radio or you watch something on TV and you're taking in Scripture. You're hearing Scripture day by day. That is so important. And that is how we keep those words of Jesus with us. And we need to do that every day, but also um, to allow the Holy Spirit to help us hear them, not just to listen to them, but to really hear what we need to hear. The Spirit helps us interpret the scripture. And uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I read stuff and I, I just wonder, God, what are you saying? If you really want to do some experiments with that, read through Leviticus uh, or some other, other uh, books and you'll wonder, okay, what am I to get out of this? And you can say, Holy Spirit, help me understand, illuminate these words for me that I might understand, that I might apply them to my life, that they may indeed be a lamp for my feet in this world where sometimes I have no idea where I'm going to be able to understand These words. Well, finally, there is another P that's involved here, and that is peace. Jesus leaves behind his peace. Peace, I leave you. And it's not the same kind of peace that the world gives. He says, Mine's a different kind of peace. He says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. So they, in some sense, had control over their hearts. That there were some things around them that could trouble their hearts, but they could make sure that they were doing what was necessary to not let those things trouble them because of this peace that Jesus had left behind for them. And we are to do the same as well. Jesus kept using peace. The first Sunday after Easter, Jesus came through the walls and that would have been a really weird thing. Uh, If you think about being in this room and Jesus just comes through the wall and the first thing Jesus says is peace be with you. Don't let your hearts be troubled. And in that moment, he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. Today, in the midst in this room, right here where we are, we can know that Jesus comes through these walls. Jesus comes to us right where we are, knowing the anxieties that we have today. And don't we have a bunch? Our world is full of anxiety today, whether you live in Ukraine or whether you live in the United States or if you're in Africa or wherever you happen to be. There are great reasons for us to be anxious in this world today. Lots of reports have been done about uh, young people uh, and uh, the mental health crisis in our emerging generations today. It's off the charts and i would say that is true also for adults we are all frazzled by the events of our world today and full of anxiety and yet jesus comes to us and says peace i leave you i'm leaving it for you i want you to access it i want you to know how it differs from the world's peace you can buy a little bit of peace maybe with uh You get a new job or you get into a new relationship or you get a new car, a new home, something new and shiny. And you think that's going to give you peace, but you soon recognize that it doesn't. We need to be able to distinguish between the world's peace and the peace of Christ, and we are to receive it. We are to let it work on our hearts that are troubled and on our fears Be not afraid, Jesus says. And we say, well, how can I not be afraid? Peace be with you, Jesus says. Well, as we look back at uh, Downton Abbey, uh, if you decide to do so, um, if you think about this home, this villa that was left for them, they had to come to some understanding about who it really belonged to and then what they would do with it. And the same thing is true for us today. We have been left some wonderful blessings from God. And now what will we do with them? Let us in the rest of this season of Easter continue unraveling and, and, and pulling apart all of what Christ has given to us. That we might apply it into our lives. Thanks be to God.